I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets. And I'm not. You're not, but you are joining me today, Monday. We're at least sitting shoulder to shoulder. Yes. Whether that means we've joined or not, I don't know. (laughs) There's always that possibility, I suppose. Okay, joined. Let's put the mic a little towards you. You like that? I like it when the mic's in my face. Yeah, you need it. You need to be amplified. Mm-hmm. Do I? <laughs> I feel like if we put a poll up, it'd come back differently. <laughs> um, so last week, the episode was the deep dive into the... It was the second deep dive. Yes. Deep dive volume two, Electric Vivaloo. Okay. <laughs> about the alternate reality game. Yes. That seems like a long time ago when we recorded that. It does. My gosh, we've talked so many times in between then and now. Yes. Uh, But so here we are. We're back with our regular programming. And here we are in the middle of February. Has any of our programming ever been regular? I feel like there's a rhythm to it, a pattern, a a certain... um, Biorhythm? Okay. I don't 100% know for sure if it's a biorhythm. But it feels like there's a, a natural flow to our Monday conversations when we're not deep diving. Okay. Now, spoiler alert, and I don't want you to say anything else about this till we get to the end of the episode, but you do have already scripted... A cannonball. Another deep dive. It's not a full deep dive. It's a cannonball. Oh. What's the difference? Um, well, the depth of water that you go underneath when you oh. do the thing. Oh, <laughs> was i thinking of a cannonball like out of a shot out of a cannon on a battlefield i don't know i don't know maybe because your dad was a civil war reenactor yeah maybe that's it reenactors unite maybe that's it he has a doctor's kit from the civil war it's authentic literally literally used in the civil war Mm -hmm. he has it he's never used it in the same fashion they did but he has one yeah i know yep from firsthand experience it's true 
we've seen it with our own eyeballs. He reattached one of my nope. tendons. <laughs> he didn't actually, but he could have in a very rudimentary way. Yeah, very primitive way. Uh, might have involved some infection in gangrene. Yes. In fact, have you even done a Civil War surgery if there's no gangrene? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> well, I thought we would talk a little bit briefly yeah. with some watches, some reads, some listens, some lifestyles. Okay. I'm, I don't want to use too many words on this first thing. You should. Use all the words. Well, I actually already did use all of my words because what I'm going to mention is an upcoming awesome of the week on Sorta Awesome. Okay, but... And it's a big but. Yeah. I feel like you're assuming that everybody who listens to this show mm-hmm. also listens to yeah. Sorta Awesome. Okay. And at least there's one person that joined Awesome today that seems like a non-standard participant into the group mm-hmm. who probably doesn't. So don't hold back. Duplicate. Duplicate the share. I I truly do feel like I've used so many words, but I, I do want to say the name of the show. You've never been shy about sharing words. <laughs> the name of the show is Extraordinary. I watched it on Hulu, but apparently you can also watch it on Disney+. Plus. Is it Extraordinary or Extraordinary? I think it's Extraordinary. Okay. Well, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. It is Tit a... Tit for tat. Shit for shat. Oh, good. All right, you got there. That's the last one, I think. Right. Go ahead. I'll interrupt if I need to. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> Can I stop you? Um, extraordinary. It's on Hulu. It's on Disney+. Plus. It is a British show of sorts. Um, I think it was... It had to have been created in the general area of Europe called Great Britain. <laughs> and why is that racist? Tell us. What? You I, you went racist. What is it? Why is it that it because has to be them? Because of their accents? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Australians. It's definitely not Australian. I can sure promise you that. A similar accent because you are just the penal colony of Great Britain. Do you... Have you ever heard an Australian person speak? Only through prison bars. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> All of y'all direct your emails and DMs to <laughs> Kyle at Kyle.notlistening.org. Oh my gosh. Okay. Slash gov. Listen to me. Yes. I've already told you about this, so you're going to have to re-listen. I don't remember it, so I wasn't listening the first time. Go ahead. <laughs> Extraordinary is about a, a woman named Jen. And in the Extraordinary Universe, everybody gets a superpower when they turn 18. Yes, I now do. You remember. Now I remember yes. you talking about this. Yes. yes. So somehow, magically, through the powers that be in this universe, you get a superpower. It could be a standard superpower, for Puberty example. Puberty powers. I know puberty doesn't wait until 18. Yes. It felt good to say it that way. Okay. It could be a standard superpower, for example, flying. There's some kind of basic ones like Boring that. Boring ass flying. Yeah, walking through walls, stuff like Whatever. that. Whatever. There are other um, superpowers, like there's a veterinarian who can talk to the animals. And. You damn it. Damn it. You know, I actually am familiar with this in real life. What? You weren't in here. You are in there. Okay. I'm nodding. For those who can't see my head, I'm nodding towards... Which is everyone. The other, the other room, audio. different from where we're at. So yesterday, mm-hmm. as we record, not as people listen, two days ago as you listen, your 
father. My father-in-law, <laughs> not out of law, but in law, mm-hmm. came over to our home. Yeah. How dare he? But he did. <laughs> for a visit. Yeah. And he'd mentioned it was a whole journey. It was a whole journey. Why are you looking at me? I don't, I don't, I was here and I do not remember where this is going at all. You'd gone to the kitchen to vomit into the sink. (laughs) No one was vomiting that time. Well, we did have, there were dry heaves. We had a little run in with the uh, tummy bug earlier in the week, but we were all recovered by then. You'd gone to the kitchen, but prior to you leaving, recall that he'd started down the path of Elvis impersonators Mm. and a myriad of other things, Mm -hmm. right? I just blacked out. What was I talking about? A veterinarian that can talk to the animals? Yes, okay. Um, oh, yes. Now I remember the story you're going to tell. Yeah. Well, he was, he was in there. We were in there. He and I. He and I. Huss. That's us with he and me. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, giving you the, don't you give me hand signals to speed up. Signal. I'll slow this down to a pace <laughs> that guarantees listenership to all podcasts across the world goes down. <laughs> He'd leapt over to somebody in southwestern Oklahoma that runs a horse whisperer type place, and they are they were licensed psychologists, but now they talk to animals and things. And I was like, ooh, ooh, but I know a story, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. And I told him my story. You've heard this story before. I have a dear friend who is in his 60s. I go smoke cigars with him on the regular because, one, I like to smoke cigars. Two, he likes to smoke cigars. And three, he's interesting. And four, because I want to. He runs uh, – he, he took years ago – so he was he's former military, former police force. Both of these things would offer you an opportunity to retire with a pension, but still have some life if you survived it all. Yeah. Still have some life to do things with without the pesterance of an eight to five job. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so in that process he purchased what was at one time a legit junkyard. It was a large parcel of land where People paid money to dump their shit out mm-hmm. legally because yeah. they paid you to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he moves into this place and he buried and did work and things and cleaned up this massive parcel of property. And now on that property, they give trail rides on horses and they board horses for people because let's say that you live in the city proper and you have an animal with no place to keep it, but you like your animal and you want to keep your animal, then you'd find a place to board that where they would take care of the animal, all of that. They have a whole deal worked out. It's a pretty slick deal. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lot of boarders who will show up throughout the week to, you know, check their horses, spend some time with their pony. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Proper. Yeah. Or their horse. And one of them that shows up, she, She's never been invasive about it. She's never been oppressive about it. But she's just like matter-of-factly, I, I can talk to animals. And the first few times, as you could imagine, that he heard this, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're nuts, but your checks keep clearing the bank. So <laughs> okay, all is well. Right. Mm-hmm. And you pay on time. 
you're not yes. a, a problem renter, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, they had a horse on property who – horses, I mean, they're just uh, literally animals with a biology and things. And this horse had a, a problem somewhere along its spine. It was off kilter. It was constantly agitated. I mean, it was an otherwise beautiful animal that should have had no problems, but it had problems. And she – this is my buddy talking about viewing it as a third-party watching – she approached the owner, just happened to be there at the same time, and said, hey, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Here's my psychotic resume. This is what I do, which, of course, sounds silly mm-hmm. to everyone. And I get paid to do it and all of that. But if you would let me, if you would just let me, I'd like to talk to your horse. Mm-hmm. And the owner was like, hey, I mean – Okay, no harm, no foul, whatever. Wait, what's the worst that can Fine. happen? Fine, go for to it. Lose. Right. right. It, it'll make no difference. But if it makes you feel better, you, you go right on after it. Yeah. And so as my friend describes it, she did. She went over. She never touched the animal. She, like, hovered hands over it, some murmuring and some things. Maybe it was witchcraft. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But she did that and, and like... According to how she would have told it and how she did tell it in the aftermath is like she was feeling energies and things. And then there was a period of time of some where she was whispering, literally, not figuratively, but literally whispering to the horse and reported later that there was a conversation. And what the horse had said to her, as she would tell it, was that I love this place. It is the best place I've ever lived. And I'm just so deeply concerned that it may not last, mm. that I'm all bound up yeah. and I'm just, I'm a nervous wreck over this. And she gave assurances yes. to the horse and, and cleared this in conversations. It was more than just one visit with the horse, but cleared it in conversations like with my friend who owns the ranch, with the owner of the horse who was boarding it there, all of that, just to reassure the horse and say, you'll get to stay here. Yeah. Everything will be okay. And quite magically, this whole issue in the horse's back and tense muscles and problems and things relaxed. And it's been a model animal ever since. Yes. So. Pretty awesome. I think there's something to it. I, I'm not saying I could do it. Yeah. I don't see why not, though. I tend to whisper profanities. And <laughs> we all know horses don't like that. No, they are easily offended. Yes. By profanity. This is common knowledge amongst the horse people. Okay. I'm sorry. I hijacked the whole thing. Now you go ahead and Mm -hmm. and whisper to my horse. Okay. Don't make it creepy. Well, getting back to it. The show is called Extraordinary. It's on Hulu. And uh, so we follow Jen. She's 25. She's never gotten her superpower. She never learned to read. Superpower language, apparently. She just, some people just don't get one. It's it's, It's an extreme rarity. In this universe. Where they get one that sucks. Well, there's definitely, and that's, the show explores that. The show explores. Like, I can speed read, but only while I'm taking a dump. That'd be like the worst superpower ever. Absolutely, yes. The show explores that sometimes you might think a a superpower is going to be a great gift, and it turns out to be a disaster. Yes. So. Trust me, I know firsthand experience. Yeah. Anyway, this show is so funny and so poignant. There's some really powerful moments that actually had me tearing up. It is 
the first few episodes are kind of establishing the universe, so it's not yes. quite as funny. Yeah. But by the end of this, and there's only eight episodes, and they're quite short. It's a comedy, so it's like, I don't know, 20, 30-minute episodes. Thieves. Thieves, I tell you. Um, by the end of it, Make a I full was season. laughing out loud. So funny. Um, I will, I need to, and I say this on Sort of Awesome when I talk about it as Awesome of the Week, I need everyone to understand this show is kind of filthy in terms of subject matter and language. Any, I feel like anybody that knows you knows that your deepest thrill is in the promiscuous and naughtiness of the world. <laughs> okay, this is a very naughty show, but it is very okay. hilarious. Perfect. I do not understand how or why it's on Disney+. Plus. It seems well, like it should not be where children could access it. Was it a plus or an upright X? <laughs> Probably should have been on Disney X. Disney X. I mean, there's not like excessive nudity, but sexual jokes mm-hmm. is... Pro- is there any nudity? The- yeah, there's some like right. light nudity. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this show, if you're looking for a quick binge that is just, it's going to make you think, it's going to make you laugh a lot. It's a great ride. I highly recommend. Extraordinary. Nice. Um, I have been going back in the evenings when I can't fall asleep and rewatching Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Was this a show made by a person? Okay. That's as close as I can come to mm-hmm. engaging. I have no idea what this is about. Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher created this show. That's what I said, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. follows um, a, an Indian family in... Sorry. India. Nope. Somewhere in... I don't understand how Los Angeles works. Like, I know there's, like, Los Angeles proper, and then there's, like, the valley. I don't understand the topography and the geography. I know the Los Angelinos will be quick to help me understand the geography of what we're talking about here. Anyway. If they're not busy paying taxes. Aren't we all busy paying taxes, honestly? Not as busy as they are. Okay. What I'd like to say about this show is to my great delight... So I'm doing a rewatch. No chagrin, only delight. No chagrin, pure delight. I'm doing this rewatch. I'm discovering there's episodes, entire episodes I must have slept through. That's so not I'm, an uncommon phenomenon in our home. I'm uncovering these new episodes that I didn't know I hadn't watched. I'm so happy. I was up until after midnight last night because I just I hit a I hit a whole stretch. In the middle of season two nice. that I had nice. not seen. You're like, this is the first time in 48 hours that one of the children haven't been up in my business. Yeah. Exactly. Get off me. I'm trying to watch. <laughs> I'm trying to watch Maybe Kaling's show. <laughs> so that's been a great delight in the watching realm. Um, you don't really have any watches. I don't. We're going to. Uh, we'll th- get back to that. Yeah. We'll get to this towards the end. Kind of uh, an overview of what you, all you've had going on. Reading wise, I just picked up. A book new to me it came out in late 2021 by Su- Suzanne Stabile called "The Journey Toward Wholeness: Enneagram Wisdom for Stress, Balance, and Transformation." Yeah, no, I love an Enneagram book. I am delighted to find one that has oh, rave reviews that I, I haven't say read. You love wisdom, you hate stress, you prefer balance, and you like transformation. Right? Isn't it perfect? So it's. Is this, yeah, all the things. I can't wait to dig in. I'm like so I excited about it. I almost just quoted a whole string of linking verbs. I almost reverted to seventh grade where we memorized the list. Yeah. These MR was where have has had to does did be been being all the all the things. Yeah. I don't know why I I went there. Your English teacher somewhere is um very proud. Is she still alive? She chain smoked and oh. that does tend to shortening life. Yes. No judgment against it. 
Okay, so I'm really super excited to dig into that, and I will be pestering you greatly with Enneagram knowledge, mm. whether you like it or not. Do you remember what your Enneagram number is? 47. Nope. 40, no, that's how old I am in dog years. Um, 53. 65. Close. 83. Five. 87. Five. Five. 112. Okay. Um, Listening-wise, I continue to enjoy the Celebrity Gossip Podcast, Beyond the Blinds. Yeah, you do. You told me some things about George Clooney that made George Clooney blush. Two-parter. You're not even through both parts. I was just about to finish part one of the George Clooney blinds, and... He's a freak. Okay. Let's just get it out there. Yeah. He's, he's got some proclivities, and uh, it's all quite shocking if you think that George Clooney is the golden boy yeah. that he's portrayed as in the pages of People magazine. So yeah. just going to drop yeah. that in there. If you, like me, like to dig into that celebrity dirt... Then get yourself to be on the blinds. I've talked about that on Sort of Awesome. It was an Awesome of the Week months ago, but I'm still loving it. And I'm still delighted every time a new episode comes out. Is it a, if you inter- encountered one in the afternoon, would it be an afternoon delight? <laughs> I as guess the song technically, says. Yes, technically okay. it would be. Just want to clear that up. Now, speaking of delight, you have concocted, mm. not just once, but twice in the past week. I did it. A... An absolute delight of a soup. And I feel like every time we talk about one of the soups you make, I always say this, like, I don't like soup, but. Mm -hmm. And yet, if people are listening and tracking along, eventually they're going to be like. You like soup, you freak. (laughs) You do understand that you do like soup, right? No, in all reality, you don't. And I don't either. And I think that may be part of the reason, because I'm a contrarian. Yeah. It's part of the reason why my cooking endeavors have been like, oh, you don't think you like soup, do you? Mm-hmm. Who knows what I could make that we'd actually like if mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed to mess with myself and with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mushroom soup. And I'm not talking Campbell's from a can. No, 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 no. No man's no cream sirs. of whatever. There's no, there is cream in the soup, but it's not cream of. Mm-hmm. All right, this is super easy. Get it? Super easy. Holy shit. And you're telling us the recipe on Super Bowl Sunday? I threw up in my brain there when you said that. I'm trying to recover. Okay, go Chiefs. Whatever. I don't even know who's playing. Well, the Chiefs and the Eagles. The Chiefs? The Chiefs! Cheeps. You like cheeps. I do like cheeps. Peeps. Peeps. I'm sorry. But cheeps when they're chicken peeps. (laughs) They're peeps when they're bunnies, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And cheeps when they're chicks. Okay. That feels right. That feels right. Anyway. Back to the mushrooms. Mushrooms. Now, this isn't whatever random ass grab bag of crap mushrooms that the store usually carries. You got to drop a little coin. Can I ask you a question? Okay. Do you think in other regions of the country that when you go to buy mushrooms at the store that they have as part of their regular offerings fancy mushrooms? Or do we all get the same basic nasty white ones as the grocery store offerings or you have to go to a specialty store to get the good ones? I just – I thought about that when you said – I think it is regional. Okay. And it would depend – it's not purely on – Geography, like there are definitively geographies of the United States, and I'll just pretend like we're all United States of Kens, people that are from 
the U.S. Um, Claire from New Zealand has entered the chat. I know. <laughs> Damn it. They have mushrooms, too. But I think there's mushrooms on every continent. There's mushrooms everywhere. Okay. You think there is on it in Antarctica? Here's the thing, and I just heard this today. Okay. And I don't know how to disagree with it, so I have to be like, yeah, he's he's right. Okay. If it weren't for mushrooms, we would live in a world of refuse. Oh. Because mushrooms eat the rotting, dying things. Okay. How fascinating. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Let's get back to the okay. soupage. So the soup. Yes, in different parts, I have no doubt, in different parts of the country, as well as just in different metropolitan areas, depending on what kind of... Because anybody starting a mushroom-growing business is going to do so in a place where there's a market for what they'd like to grow and sell, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a thing I may do one day. I don't know. That's a whole separate story. 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 And topic. Um... <laughs> Wow. Why did I get Sean Connery? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Alex Trebek. Yeah. That was the whole Saturday Night Live thing. Anyway, um, we live in a very, let's just say, slower to embrace culture and things area. So you have to go to a special store here to get something besides whatever the standard white mushroom is or the... Um, What's the other? What's the? What are the brown? Are they shiitakes? Is that the other one that everybody carries? Well, portobello. I don't know. I portobello. Feel like is that's what everybody else. Carries. Pretty common. Yes. If you're not getting the the plain white ones, usually people yeah. will have the portobellos. So if you have access to either by geography or by store location, access to like maybe just oysters, mm-hmm. oyster mushrooms. Mm-hmm. We're talking a very different flavor profile, different texture, yes. different a lot of things. Extremely different. Um, here, they're not cheap. No. Half a pound of, of the oysters is like 10 bucks At Whole Foods. At Whole Foods, the place that charges too much for everything. Yes. Anyway, if you will take a pound and a half of mushrooms, and hopefully, it'd probably be fine otherwise too, but hopefully be able to mix in at least a half a pound of oysters or miyatakis or something that's a, a little bit higher end than just... Here's your mushrooms, your filthy animal right. at the grocery store. Um, so a pound and a half of mushrooms. You go five strips of bacon and several tablespoons of butter. Mm-hmm. Call it four. If it makes you feel good, call it four. You brown up your bacon parts. You cut it up. Scoop that out. And then you dump in onion and some garlic. And you do that whole wonderful thing of getting translucency and things. And then... On your mushrooms, now the recipe I read was like, oh, you can only eat the caps. You have to tear off the stems. Hey, I'm not wasteful. No. And I'm not going to spend $50 on mushrooms alone. Yeah. Mushroom caps alone. Right. Yeah. So I chop the stems up and throw them in there. I leave the caps mm, some form of either whole or sliced. Yeah. You do all that part. Um the recipe I found called for sherry that you would dump in and reduce. I used bourbon because yes. we had bourbon. Yes. And it's flavor-filled and delightful. Right. And some bourbons, or rather some bourbon casks are used for sherry. You're right, yes. Yeah. So see, it all makes sense. It all works together, the aging process of spirits. Right. I threw bourbon in reduced down then you add stock then you add in all the mushroom things 
Um, look literally just look up any recipe. This isn't special. Look up any recipe for mushroom soup. This process. Um, towards the end, you want to scoop back out. By the way, you've kept your bacon bits pulled to the side. Yes. Once you start. Right. As you get towards the end, 30, 45 minutes of simmery things, you pull out a third-ish of your mushroom parts. Mm-hmm. Then add in cream you've had broth in there too to help it all simmer at the end you pull out whole parts of mushroom throw some cream in and then for that base when you're done cooking it i like adding a little bit of vinegar and some different things for flavor you could do worcestershire you could do mushroom ketchup which is a delight all kinds of things well you'd blend that portion to get a smooth creamy soup base and then you'd throw your chunkies back in there at the end for texture right we've done this twice both times magnificent before you could even think this is so good i want to punch you in the face i already somehow put myself in a headlock and was self face punching (laughs) it's that good that's how you know it's good when you are actually committing acts of violence against your own corporeal being yes corporeal Corporeal, however you want to say it I'd like to say corporeal. I think that might be right. I think corporal is like corporal punishment. Definitely. So somebody gets spanked or put to death, one of the two. There's only those two extremes. Um, It's just, it's been such a delight. Again, I'm always surprised when you make a soup and I like it because I'm like, but I don't like soup, but this is delicious. It's different. It's more like a sauce. It's so thick. And in fact, we've both eaten it. With a spoon from a bowl, but we've also dipped steak Mm. or sandwiches or different things into it. It is delightful. You were dipping chips in it earlier. You made your little chip and dip. You didn't see it. I dipped my fingers. I dipped a fist in it and licked my fist off like an animal. That's what I do. It was worth it, and I'm not ashamed. Something you should be ashamed of is how you won't believe me about my own astrological birth chart. You You are full of crap. You went down a, I don't want to say it was an internet rabbit hole. And it It wasn't your birth chart, to be fair. What we're talking about, what we, nope. I'm shaking my head no adamantly. Okay, listen to me. I'm trying. Do you know? More bullshit, I'm shaking my head no. (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Well, first of all, you went down an internet sidestep. It wasn't even like a trail, okay? You just like took a little step off to the side. It was like a shuffle. And it led you to think about, hmm, I wonder what what my moon sign is. The moon sign that corresponded with the date and time of my birth, which is different than my astrological sign. Explain. Well, How is it different? What? So your astrological, like my astrological sign, because of the day... That I was born on is Leo. That's your sun sign. Yes. And that's all on your astrological birth chart. Fair enough and fine. I'm not arguing with any of that. You've literally been arguing. No, no, no. <laughs> I know that you're a Gemini. Yes. On that scale. Uh-huh. What I'm telling you is that on the specific day, because your, your sun sign, if you want to call it that, how many days are encompassed by that? It's like 
close to a month. Close to a month. There's 13 of them, I believe, in a year's time. Yeah. So right? it has to be a smidge less than a month to yeah. fit 13 of those into 12 months. Yeah. Just simple logic here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the room. Um, get out of my room. <laughs> I, what, I don't know what's happening. I know what's happening. You put, okay. You, how did you, let me ask you, you this. You are a violent, angry person. Right I, now. I think that we are talking about the same thing, but you are refusing to believe that we're talking about the same thing. Well, then your language is piss poor or you would have won me over. You would have won me over. What do I know? I was trying to find a way to say yes. I am that kind of girl and I just didn't know it yet. Okay. When you went to find out, you were like, I know my sun sign is Leo. Mm -hmm. What's my moon sign? Yes. How did you figure it out? Well, through lots of reading. Okay. I'm scratching my head. I don't know why. Because it was itchy. <laughs> trying to be a scholar. Maybe because it was itchy. And yes, my beard's too full just to scratch it like that. It disrupts the whole flow. Okay. Now, so the moon sign would be more specific to the actual hour because wherever the astrological sun sign thing exists for a period of time also then it would pass through oftentimes multiple moon signs even in a single day mm -hmm. sometimes just one but sometimes multiple within a single day and so based on the actual exact time some days it doesn't matter because some days there was only one one moon sign for things to, which is true of my birth date Interesting. There was only one moon sign on that date. Yes. So it wasn't. I didn't have to know the exact hour I was born. Yes. Different for yours. Okay. When I looked it up, mm -hmm. you weren't with me. Yeah. I was curious because I was like, I'll figure out her. There were two possibilities for you in that 24-hour period that was the date of your birth. Mm -hmm. This would give... I wouldn't have believed this because, damn, I hate a box to be placed into. When I read the two different ones that could have – no, I'm sorry. The one that could have been mine because yes. on my exact date of birth, there was only one. It was like, damn, if that doesn't actually describe pretty well some things about me. So you didn't tell the people. Your, your sun sign is a Leo. Your moon sign is? Scorpio. Yes. When I read through yours, because I didn't know the time that you were born, there were two that were possible, cancer and something. And you were not cancer. You were the something, whatever it was. I can't remember. It wasn't Gemini again. Yes, it is, is. No, it's not. No, okay. it's not. I'm just going to tell. You're wrong. It's fine. Go, Let finish me finish. Let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> Ross Perot from 1990s SNL. Yes, please yes. do finish. I will bite when, my tongue. When I read through the other one that wasn't Gemini but that wasn't Cancer, it was like, oh, that's, that's my wife. That is everything I know about this person. I mean, it wasn't like Hundo P. There were things that were like, well, eh, not so much. But the bulk of it was like, yeah, that, that describes a lot of what I know of her. It's interesting. Yes, it is interesting. It is interesting. Now, do your angry rant. Go. On your mark, set, go. What I'm trying to explain to you. This is angry rant, by the way, for people listening. This is my voice. Anyone still listening. This is how my voice is when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. You can tell more by facial expression, but nobody's watching this except for me, and I do feel threatened. 
The kids know if I start whispering at them, like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> when, she, when dad gets mad, he's louder, but mom gets quieter. Exactly. When you get your birth chart worked up, and there's many a website, many a website that will do this for you. No blood draw required. You put in the day you were born, mm-hmm. where you were born. The year, the yes, the location, the because location, that matters. Yes. And the time, if you know it. If, and it's a big if. Now, as the keeper of records of our family, I know exactly where my birth certificate is. Liar. I don't, there's literally nothing to lie about. I know exactly where I Well, that's the whole point. There's no reason to lie, but you continue to do so. I know where yours is. I know where mine is. I know where everyone's is. And Shaking my head in disgust. There's no way you can say, I don't know where it is. I can tell you exactly where it is. Until anybody needs one of them for a governmental purpose. And you're like, oh, we don't, we haven't had that ever. That's literally the voice you use. We have never had that ever. Going to smother you with a pillow tonight. I... (laughs) I welcome you to do so. I could use the the rest. <laughs> I happen to know I was born at 9.32 in the PM. When I put that information in, and it gives you your astrological birth data, as in your birth chart. Your moon sign. Is Gemini. Look at all okay. this Gemini in my chart. Yeah, Look I know. Look at it all. This is not a good internet resource. They're oh wrong. Oh, my God. And it also because hey, well, because we can trust everything on the internet. Plainly, what you found is right, and you have to use that a whole voice when you say it that way, just so everyone knows. Okay, I, why are we fighting about it's, this? Listen, because listen. I know what I'm talking about. And I you want. Think I don't know what I'm talking about. I want for you right now to say out loud. It's okay for Kyle to be right. I'm usually wrong. You say that. <laughs> Sleep with one eye open. I welcome the pillow smothering. <laughs> you don't even know how much I've desired this. It's a fetish. I come this is on. What you've been slowly pushing Bro. me towards for yeah. decades. This is all I've ever wanted. Okay, um, that that was neither here nor there, except that we cannot come to a point of agreement on this. And we would also love to hear if you know what your moon sign is. There's and also rising. That's another part of your chart that people like to talk about. Sun, moon, and rising are like the three most influential. Rising? What's this? Rising is, and I almost want to ask AJ, who's sitting nearest, to interpret for us. The way I understand it, your rising sign is this is the expression of yourself that you present to the world. Okay. So, yeah, some people may fully experience you as a Leo. However, like if your rising sign is something else, like you might read what your rising sign is and be like, oh, yeah, I guess I can see how people would see me as this. So when Credence Clearwater Revival yes. sings, I see a bad moon arising. Yeah, it's all connected, I okay. think. Um, it's a good song, by the way. It's a great song. It's a great song. So one thing that I do feel like we've influenced each other about, I'm part of my job is I do whether I want to or not influence people. You do their, tarot card readings? No, that's not my job. Okay. Well, you maybe you should consider it. I don't know. Not if you're going to continue to give people the wrong moon signs, but <laughs> otherwise, maybe. I know that I share things and people are influenced and they, they purchase things. Mm. There is one thing. Well, I feel like. What's your Amazon moon sign? <laughs> <laughs> your Amazon Prime sign. Yes. That would be a delight to figure out. Um, I believe it's a dollar sign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, 
we've cross-influenced each other. Yeah, unfortunately. In some recent purchases. I have had and loved for a while now my music cozy. Yeah. Earbud headband. Yes. And you recently were like, you know, I think I, I think I might try a sleep mask. Okay. Right? I mean, those are different things. Right. You should listen if you have if you have a cozy. It doesn't go over your eyes. You can do that. I've you tried shouldn't. before. It's you should not. Yeah. It's uncomfortable because it's very the, tight. The control panel then sits right across your yes. brow. And yes. It's uncomfortable. New meaning to third eye. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It'll be an imprint on your forehead. <laughs> okay. So I purchased for you, but you also helped me to find sleep mask like yeah, we have, yeah what yeah. i'm trying to say is we now have matching music cozies and sleep masks. and sleep masks. We are, yeah we're we have entered peak old married people except we don't wear them at the same time so. that's true i never wear them to sleep i tried to yeah this you is like bizarre. Had a claustrophobia no something. no no um and i don't know if it was the cozy i think it's more the sleep mask something about it's very gentle it's very non-invasive non i just belched like an ape it's very non-invasive but just wherever it is that it puts whatever pressure it does, yeah. it makes my sinuses run. Mm. I didn't even know there was anything in my sinus. And every time I wear it, I'm like, I'm snorting and hacking and I can't, yeah. I gotta, I like, like a rabid animal, I tear it off of my head finally so I can go to sleep. Right. I wish I could wear it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What does that say about me? I don't know. I don't know. I just, okay. I just think it's interesting that we just have this matching sleep set now. Yeah, but I know, it's true. Yeah. You don't really wear yours to bed. No, I'd use it. I wear that stuff to to meditate. Well, is that the perfect segue? Maybe it is. Did I put this in the notes right here to build into okay. the perfect introduction? All right, here's. It's not a deep dive. Well, wait. You're doing the whole deep dive separately. Okay. What are we doing? You said we're going to do like a little I'm, teaser. I'm trying to be produced what what am i supposed to do now we're doing a teaser of this teaser thing that we have found that for anybody found. that can see the video i'm showing my chest mm -hmm. is a teaser no one can see that there is no video you didn't like it either i saw you retch a little bit no i'm no, just I'm trying a, to get you back on track i'm not here. an attractive man <laughs> okay come, <on. laughs> come back in 
get back, get your feet back on the path. What, what am I doing? What do you want me to do? Uh, well, you saw TikTok. Oh. And no. Wasn't it? No. It wasn't. I could have sworn it was a TikTok. The TikTok was for the the uh, the last deep dive. Okay. This right. was not. I that. wasn't there. I don't know how you found this. You, some somehow, some way, you came across a document dump. <laughs> yeah. A big dump. Somebody took a big dump. Of documents. Of documents. It was and called our federal government. This somebody was called the CIA. <laughs> FOIA. You know what that is? I do know what it is. What is it? The Freedom of Information Act. Yes. F-O-I-A. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You sure you're ready for this? I'm ready to do a teaser. Kyle, remember, we agreed we're doing a whole separate episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But... My understanding had been that I would probably spend 15-ish real-life minutes right now going through some things that would be a teaser for what was later to come. Thank you. So when I I pulled out my iPhone, which is where I have kept my notes for this portion of today's show, you... You visibly flinched. I out. And so I threw my phone back down. I don't even know where it is now. It's on the floor. One of the dogs took it. It's in the neighbor's yard. Okay. Somebody pooped on it. What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> do you have a teaser amount on your iPhone? Well, I have literally right next to you. <laughs> literally what I've said, which is I have 15 to 20 minutes worth okay. of a, a fast yes. journey. Let's do it. Okay. As we all know. The internet, it's, it's a magical place. Thank you, Al Gore. Mm-hmm. In 2003, yes. are you ready to take this journey? That is older than our oldest child. It is. In fact, I'm not even sure we'd been married, but I don't think we'd consummated the relationship by 2003. We were still just feeling it out, trying to decide, you mainly, if you wanted an annulment or not, which you can't consummate the marriage and have an annulment. You have to make your pick. So you were still trying to decide in 2003. Five years later. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm not the easiest person to get along with. I realize that, okay? (laughs) I'm not saying this begrudgingly. I realize the truth of all these things. Anyway, in 2003 and absolutely on September 10th, there was, as part of the Freedom of Information Act, a massive document dump. Tens of thousands, if not... Hundreds of thousands, maybe? Well, if not all the way into the millions. Oh, wow. Of pages of things. And then, just as an aside, this is interesting. Our government, who, listen, feel how you want to about our government. I'm not trying to drive anybody's perspective a certain way, but there's a, I mean, we've had now between Trump, Biden and Pence and who else knows at this point, all of the, well, they had classified documents Mm -hmm. with this just in this last week, we found more classified documents at Mike Pence's homestead property, whatever. Um, At at some point you got to ask like, well, holy shit, man. How many things do we classify? How much is unnecessarily classified? Why would you need to classify that much stuff from people? How much of it is actually worthy of being classified? So then when a FOIA, a Freedom of Information Act thing comes about and there is a document dump 
it's like, well, we didn't want anybody to know anything we were doing. So here's our revelation of what we've been doing. It's it's a million plus pages. Have fun with it. Goodbye. They're like, you want your FOIA? I got your FOIA yeah. right here. It's overwhelm people with what you had to offer so that you just – you. It's a news cycle. You peter out in interest before you can even figure out what the hell they just shared. Well, and so that was in 2003. It was all the way into 2017 from that document dump that someone discovered and drew attention to a document that was originally published and considered classified in 1983. Mm-hmm. So – 83 to 93 to 2003 to 2017. This is a a long amount of time, right? Well, this particular document was penned by a lieutenant colonel addressed to Commander, U.S. Army Operational Group, Fort Meade, Maryland. Now, if you have any stitch of conspiracy theorist in you Mm -hmm. and i do hope you do if you don't i don't know why you put up with us fort meade maryland should set your spidey senses to tingling. tingling yeah the cover letter of this document reads quote you tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality I needed to do – I'm skipping some parts. This wasn't a full direct quote, but it's excerpts from. I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. I found it necessary to delve into various sources for information concerning quantum mechanics in order to be able to describe the nature and functioning of human consciousness – of how consciousness functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed by Gateway to bring the whole phenomenon of out-of-body states into the language of physical science to remove the stigma of its occult connotations and put it in a frame of reference suited to objective assessment. I began the narrative by briefly profiling the fundamental biomedical factors affecting such related techniques as hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation. I indicate that at times these related techniques may provide useful entry points. The study is certainly not designed to be the last word on this subject, but I hope... I skipped a line. I hope that the validity of its basic structure and of the fundamental concepts upon which it is based will make it a useful guide for other USANSCOM, which is a whole thing, personnel who are required to take the the gateway training or work with gateway materials. Yours in Christ, Wayne M. McDonald. Of course, that's not how it's signed, but I do take pleasure in inserting (laughs) random things like that into anything that I read. (laughs) There was no in Christ comment. They're not brothers towards a thing. Maybe sometimes an alternate sign-off might be Kyo Love and Mine. That's how we used to sign off. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We would put like 
I didn't do this because I was never chapter treasurer, but like Jenny, my friend was mm-hmm. chapter treasurer. Jenny, Jenny? Mm, you know Jenny. I was singing lyrics to a song. Yes. Okay, wait, I got to tell you, she'd put like this big sign like, dues are due, blah, 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 blah. And at the bottom would be like, Kyle, love and mine, Jenny. <laughs> Pay your money, bitches. <laughs> Okay. Now, I know even myself, as I read that, I blacked out a little bit. Yeah. Because there were a lot of it's words. a lot of words, and, and it's a lot of parsing through, like, what exactly are we talking about here? So let's try to package it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have something called, referenced, the gateway experience. Mm-hmm. Now, as he talks about it, it's abundantly clear that this is something he's not trying to convince anybody that the gateway experience works towards whatever end that's been previously agreed upon. It works towards something Mm -hmm. and that the good Lieutenant Colonel here has just been simply tasked to explain why and how it works. He's not convincing anyone that it does. Right. Why and how? Yes. Now he needed to understand and explain human consciousness Mm -hmm. and the, thing towards which this was all related was an out-of-body experience. Yep. Now, and and for the benefit of government employees who either had or would be required to participate in this exact training, this phenomenon that is related to hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback. Mm -hmm. Now, this was written in 83, Right. Um, I'm going to skip a lot of notes and just try to talk through this from recollection. So, as Prince would say, forgive me, when I wrote this I was dreaming, blah, 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 right? Uh Um, I want you to think about 19, let's just say 50s going forward. Yeah. Well, you've heard of MKUltra. No, I have. Which was CIA slash Department of Defense experimentation on human beings with hallucinogenics, with things. Well, this was a whole thing from 50s definitely to current, though it would be like, oh, no, we shut all that down in 1995. No, they didn't. Okay. Our government has always allocated money towards looking to exploit the paranormal for defense intelligence gathering purposes, Uh an out of body experience, astral travel, remote viewing. Perhaps you recall the movie, George Clooney, who we just referenced earlier, the men who stare at goats. Uh Well, that movie, which was definitely fictional was actually based on a nonfiction piece written by John Ronson, John Ronson, who'd done a lot of research into what absolutely went on and not just within the U.S. government in terms of exploring this attempt to exploit the paranormal phenomenon, psychedelics, meditation, hypnosis, every means possible. Right. And it wasn't like we did that because we just came up with the wild idea. No, no. No, Russia was spending the equivalency of of tens of millions of dollars at the time, as was China. This was back during the Cold War and all kinds of things. So it was like, no, everybody's doing it. Yeah. And we have to. And 
Now I want to entertain the people, play an intermission piece, hum it, whatever. Oh, wait. I'm um, in charge of entertainment? Yes. I, I need to get to a point in my notes. Okay. I want everyone to think of their favorite Prince song right okay, now. Okay. I found mine. <laughs> I hope you all thought of it and enjoyed it. Do a search on the first Earth, a Google search, or whatever search engine you use. Do a search on the first Earth Battalion and or their operations manual, which deals with a psychic spy unit that was called the Stargate Project, which, in fact, was headquartered in Fort Meade, Maryland, back all the way to the beginning. In fact, the Stargate Project was actually a consolidation of innumerable other projects, Gondola Wish, Stargate, Grill Flame, Center Lane, Project CF, Sunstreak, Scanate, who knows how many others. These are just ones that immediately come up in searches of all the things that happened. Now, Stargate was most heavily focused on remote viewing. It was the idea of we can spy and never leave home. Um, certainly beyond remote viewing and things, don't doubt for a minute that everything was explored. Everything was explored. So, interestingly, interestingly, this again, the secret army unit finally christened as Stargate Project was at Fort Meade, Maryland, the exact place that our FOIA document was addressed to. Also interesting, up until 1987, the project was overseen by Lieutenant Frederick Holmes Atwater, known to his contemporaries as Skip, Skip Atwater, who then, when all of this was supposedly done, went on to act as president of the Monroe Institute. And the Monroe Institute is exactly who was the producer of the Gateway Experience. So there's a lot of inbreeding going on here. No mushrooms necessary, but also, hey, if you've got a few, we'll take them. <laughs> what is it? What is this? Another institute? Another institute. Who I hope you like institutes. Works in the paranormal with a grand vision of improving humanity with a series of videos or audio things to listen to. Isn't, of course, that a requirement for any institute? That's what institutes are for. So filling in many gaps in rapid order, the Monroe Institute does, in fact, still exist today. Mm -hmm. It's in the UK. You can find it. I believe it also has some stateside influence as well. It offers your choice, depending on how thick your pocketbook is. It offers in-person retreats or... A remote learning opportunity, not remote in the sense that you're remote viewing it, yeah. but that you can do a distance learning thing through the interwebs, thanks Al Gore, and go that way. Even still, that gateway process or gateway experience, from what I've seen in the cheapest format, is a close enough just to round it up and call it $2,500. Okay. All hope stashed against the rocky shores of wherever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I mean, we do well, but I don't just have a lazy 2,500 right, laying right, around. Right, right. Yeah. Nor so, the time and ability to get yeah, yourself to. Just to go on, go on a European holiday for a month to participate. Right. 
and I don't say that. I say that begrudgingly, but only out of jealousy. Yes. Because we don't take holidays like that here. No. Our holidays are 1.5 days at the most and honored mm-hmm. by banks and things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why in the world would the U.S. intelligence agencies buy into something this crazy? And again, it's because everyone was. The Soviet Union, which was at that point in time in history, the biggest motivator. Oh, yeah. They were spending millions of dollars on the same thing. Millions of today's dollars, of course, for them. It was rubles and it was decades ago. But nonetheless, millions of today's dollars, tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars towards the same thing, though they pushed more towards what they would have called psychotronic Mm. research. Okay. Rather than trying to remote view, they did try, for the purpose of spying, they did try to remote communicate. Okay. And in the process, explored electromagnetic radiation, microwaves, radar, different things, which, hey, go read up on Havana Syndrome if you want to know a little bit about how that turned out. If you don't want to read up on it, I'm going to put some links in the show notes. I found this, it's not a new podcast, no, no. I recently found, so new to me... Perfect. That's all that matters. A podcast called Deep Cuts, which only does deep dives. And they do a lot um, in the realm of, like, gaming, like the gaming community. Like, some stuff I'm not super interested in. But they'll do, like, more mainstream conspiracy stuff like Havana Syndrome. And Mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. they have at least one major... That's a real thing. I know. Well, okay, it is a real thing. But, like, sort of like... uh, I shouldn't have said conspiracy theory. More like... What's the word I'm looking for? Mysterious things? Yes. A thing that a thing that the talking heads would never lend a resolution towards, but right. it's like plainly something's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll leave a link in the show notes to those episodes on Deep Cut Podcast. Okay. If so, you're like me and you're lazy and you don't want to read the document. Yeah, and yeah. And you just want just, someone to recap it for that's you. That's fine. That's fine. No yeah. judgment there. Consume it how you will. Yeah. Does a little bit of this so far sound a bit like quackery? To me, no. But to a skeptical person, I mean, I mean, I believe in ghosts. Do you you believe in remote viewing, astral travel, out of body experiences? I do, and I've always had a predilection towards these woo-woo out there things. In the same breath that you say you believe in them. Aren't you still just a little bit skeptical because you've not experienced them Sure, fully? of course. I believe in them in theory. Okay, fair enough. And that's really all I'm trying to say. Um, so interestingly, there's a, an absolutely known event. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to sidebar from the notes and travel a path. So in, I cannot recall, I think it's... I think it's either 1993, 1995, 96. It's in that range. Project Stargate, which was now encompassing all of the projects. Theoretically, there were still a few more, I'm sure, that didn't get grouped in. But all of the the leadership of this was handed over to your favorite three-initialed organization, the CIA. Yeah. And in short order... They came back and said, nah, it's all bullshit. It's not real. It's fine. Let's move along. Nothing to see here. Of course, 93 was a full decade before this original document dump that wasn't discovered even then until 2017. Yeah. As we look back at it, the 
the judges, the board, the whatever, the people that were assigned to evaluate the program to see if it was worth continuing to spend your tax dollars on was made up of a whole two people. Really? And both of those two people had a very severe conflict of interest with their former involvement with many of these things. And it really feels and seems and looks like an instance of, again, hey, nothing to see here. We're going to cancel the program from visible funding. Just pretend like that never happened, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. Whether it's valid or not, it hasn't stopped. Um, Scrolling, everyone think of elevator music, entertain yourselves. Um, there There are many statements over time with any one of these before they even became Stargate, mm-hmm. Project Stargate rather. Um, there are many things that have somehow leaked to speak to the validity of these very paranormal things and how they, they would have actually mattered. So we have one instance in 76 of a Soviet spy plane that went down that was then located by one of these super secret special viewer people. And we found it really, but and it'd be big enough if there was just one. Yeah. But there's a lot um, and I lost my place in the notes again. Um, so yeah, one, the CIA never lies, right? <laughs> yeah, that's course. important to remember. Of course. Um, so that, that Soviet spy plane. Yeah. But then we have multiple instances. We have weapons and technologies that have been located in multiple instances, a nuclear submarine that was located in the ocean. We have during the, Original stages an eternity ago, it seems like, of the Iraqi war. We have Scud missiles that were found in Iraq. We have plutonium that was located in North Korea. We have just every little bit something that came up from one of these super clandestine paranormal messeries of things where we're like, oh, we wouldn't have ever known to look in the place, but then this person said to and we did and we found a thing part of our psychic spy unit nothing to see here yeah nothing to see here it's all fluff and lies and we're not going to spend money on it anymore that you can see right exactly exactly when you read through documentation weak as it is that has been released and is relatable to stargate or any of the other programs There's some interesting, very specific language that's used, which, if you begin to read through the Gateway Experience and the Monroe Institute, it's their language system. This is all interesting. Um, Mr. Monroe himself, who is the the founder of all of this, and this would have been in the 1950s, Mm -hmm. he was an executive, a radio broadcasting executive, Executives have some time on their hands, right? (laughs) Yes. He was making his money, so he had time to do things and tinker around. And he was, he was, he's a smart guy. He's very interested in what all can be done with sound Mm -hmm. and with things. And his, his initial focus was the idea of, I believe it's called hypnopedia. Oh, 
okay. Which would be, hey, if if I do things in a specific way, might I be able to learn knowledge and things by listening to something specific while I'm asleep? Okay. And by listening to something specific, do you mean like a script? Do you mean certain sounds? Do you mean... It means something. Okay. Because originally, who would have known? Yeah, that's true. Could I just listen to somebody reading volume C of the Encyclopedia Britannica while I'm asleep and wake up and have some recollection right? of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of his affiliation with with broadcasting and and it's energy, right? It's energy and it's waves. And hey, isn't every particle when you look at quantum physics isn't every particle just energy, right? Which would have a wavelength and an amplitude and things mm-hmm. and so is there a way this was the original life hacks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before anybody knew to call it that. Mm-hmm. So in loosely 1953 he had enough free time and capital to really begin to push towards this personal passion. Right. And I believe it was 57 or 58 because he was his own guinea pig. Sure. He's running businesses and doing things, right? But mm-hmm. I just belched like an ape again, and I don't apologize. It, felt, it felt really good to do right. so. I encourage everyone to try it. Okay. Well... He's doing this. And, of course, because, again, he's trying to learn in his sleep, he's doing stuff during a state where he would be falling asleep. And he had an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, hey, I did this and isn't it cool. It freaked him right the hell out. Right. To the point where he spent the next few months, like, avoiding doing any of this, going to psychologists, psychiatrists, anybody with psych in their name that could try to help him believe that he wasn't going insane. There's There's much that he wrote about this over time, but it's an interesting thing. And so then back to this document written in 1983 related to them looking at what he was doing and saying, oh, we're not here to discuss whether or not it works. We're here to discuss why it works. Right. And how. And how. And they'd been studying many different things. So he references hypnosis, yep. transcendental meditation, yes. and biofeedback. And yes. what happens with each of those? Well, I know the answer. You do know the answer because I've already worn your ass out yes. with all of this. And it's fascinating. So listen, the way that our human brain works is that you have, and I'm going to use some jokey language here. I'm not hoping to offend anyone, though I'm not offended myself if I do. You have a left and a right hemisphere of your brain. Your left hemisphere is the mansplainer in your life. Whether you are a man or a woman, we all have the left mansplaining hemisphere who receives all stimuli that might come in and qualifies, quantifies, sorts, categorizes, and tells then how we should feel about it, does all of that before it would give it to the right brain, the lady brain that needs somebody to tell it what to think and what to do. (laughs) Yes. We all have both of these, whether we're men or women, we all have both of these. Yes. 
the right brain is just like, whatever you said, I'm doing it. And the reason why this matters is because it's the right brain that has access to other parts of the brain, the, the pleasure, the reward, punishment centers, the, all of that. It's the one, once given information, the right brain is the one that would make you feel happy, euphoric, sad, depressed, neurotic, freaked out, whatever else, who's only with no judgment just receiving a message from the mansplainer and then doing whatever she's told to do. Right. So with hypnosis, which works, mm-hmm. not 100% of the time, yeah. but it's, it's definitely something. It's been around for a long time, sure. and there's proof that it works. With yeah. hypnosis, effectively, what happens is you're putting the left brain to sleep mm-hmm. and working attempting to communicate directly with this right brain who makes no judgment over the messaging that she receives. So that if there's something that you have negative, you've been receiving a negative pattern towards that's unwarranted Mm -hmm. that you could disassociate from that. Likewise, if you've been receiving a positive feedback loop from something that shouldn't be positive, when you can put the mansplainer to sleep, you can talk, directly to and speak some truth and reality to right brain who will then learn to begin reprogramming what emotions, what things you attach to something can make it happen, which is why just a very basic example, people can use hypnosis to quit smoking, for example. Absolutely. To, to believe, no, I don't actually receive pleasure from this. Exactly. That would be like the, the negative reversal or in an instance where, Maybe somebody went through a lifetime trauma at some other point to take away the negative emphasis from it and be like, nah, it's okay. It was, yeah, it was terrible and horrible and bad, but that doesn't have to forever make you afraid of elevators or microwaves or whatever coincided with that experience, right? Mm -hmm. So that's hypnosis. Now, transcendental meditation or just meditation, yoga, True yoga. Spiritual yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't put one side to sleep. That's a process of pulling energy up through the body, which would bring the body into a harmony of, again, amplitude and wavelength of energy that's being produced. And it would actually bypass both sides of the brain and directly over time it takes a lot of time five plus years of very focused effort in in good yoga that you would ultimately bypass both hemispheres of the brain and go with that energy directly to pleasure centers and things and that's why the what is it bringing up of the kundalini i I don't know although i can't remember all the language around this but there's a very real thing where somebody reaches a point of ecstasy within yoga Mm -hmm. And then biofeedback, and that's a different thing. Just the name, bio means biological something involved, and feedback meaning you're getting some response. Well, biofeedback would be doing things on purpose, and through the logical mansplaining left brain, you would have some type of measurable, scientifically measurable thing that would give you feedback to know if whatever process I just went through in my mind as I 
call it meditation, call it whatever, if that achieved what I was hoping to achieve. And so one example of that would be, let's say that you have an injury on your left leg and you know that increased blood flow to the left leg would speed healing. Mm -hmm. Well, then you would, in a biofeedback process, you would put, let's say, a thermometer Mm -hmm. on your left leg Mm -hmm. and you would go through different thought processes, different things, trying to find which sequence of thoughts of internal things could I do that might help my leg heal more quickly. And the moment that that thermometer reads a higher temperature, Mm -hmm. that is the biofeedback to let you know that whatever you just did actually increased blood flow, which raised temperature. Mm -hmm. And so that worked. And the biofeedback gives you then a, a means to establish this process, whatever I just did, mm-hmm. accomplishes in my body what I was trying to do. Yeah. Now it is repeatable yes. and on command. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to sacrifice a chicken or goat or do random things unless that's what I did to get there. But I know now here's a series of things which feels quite interestingly related to a lot of the ceremony that would go around religious practices. Yeah, yeah. And it's fine. That's not a judgment against any of those. It's like, what would I do that would produce a result? Right. So here's these three things. And each one of them in their own way is some means of messing with what the mansplained brain, the one that's tied to the five senses. Right would use to condition some experience so that the right brain would receive and just be like, okay, well, I'm supposed to feel, I'm supposed to inspire fear, joy, love, panic, euphoria, something from this. I'm just doing what I'm told to do. Uh And so then, interestingly, think about MKUltra. What was it heavily involved with? Psychedelics. Psychedelics. Yeah. And when you read or look at what people have done experientially, what they claim to have been the experience from psychedelics, Mm -hmm. again, it seems like a really interesting moment where what's happened is these these pathways that have been established in the brain by the left – yeah. To say, when you see this, you should feel this way. Yeah. When you see that, you should feel that way. It bypasses all of that. Right. And so people on a psychedelic trip are like, oddly, I could smell colors. I could mm-hmm. see sounds. I could do different parts of the brain. That the left brain would have been like, no, 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 no. Right. You don't belong over here. You just right. rest while we handle things. Yeah. None of this is an encouragement to anybody to go seek out psychedelics be really careful if you're just going to go eat random mushrooms in the woods, you could die. Don't, don't do that. But all of this is interesting. It's all on the same path, which is ultimately how can we look at things without prejudgment, reliant upon either a prior experience or prior conditioning, which is exactly two episodes ago. We talked about inner engineering. Yes. Which is to say, The big crux of that is to say, hey, uh, experience the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
claim your ability to consciously respond mm-hmm. to anything you're engaging with and don't get panicky about a moment that's either really pleasant or unpleasant or anything else, but be present and experience it anew. Yes. Which is disengaging the left mansplaining brain and participating. This is what the gateway experience is. Okay. Now we have to stop now. No, I have a little more. My computer's going to die. We're going to lose this. Your computer's fine. Let me finish. Okay. I'll be as fast as I can. Please do. What the gateway experience does is it goes through a couple of different things that are very true to the brain. Again, centered back around that all energy, which everything is, travels in a wavelength and in an amplitude and at a certain measurable by hertz range, all of that. And what it would do is in a, in a time frame much faster than the five plus years it would take through transcendental meditation and without psychedelics and all kinds of other things is that it would play two different tones, mm-hmm. one in each ear. You can't listen without earphones. Mm-hmm. You listen to it this way and that your brain will hear the difference between the two rather than each two separately and that it will synchronize right. with these two tones and it will take you, if it's a tone, if it's a, a specific frequency that would relate to sleep, if you're not fighting it, it would put you to sleep. If it's something else, something else, all of that is pretty interesting. I don't know that anybody, I won't say you will or won't, be a... Uh, out-of-body experience or that you'll astral travel or that you'll remote view or anything else. But all of this has been very interesting, especially in light of things that we've recently been discovering. And I did, because I am an internet sleuth, Mm -hmm. I did find the original recordings for the Gateway Experience, and we've been doing them. But that's all you get to hear for this episode. Okay. Now, in the meantime, what should everyone do? Well, astral travel, by God, because it's freaking amazing. I haven't done it yet. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But you should have an awesome today. And tune in the next time because there will be more on this. And you won't want to miss it. That's for sure. And do have an awesome today. And that as well. And <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.